If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau Field Report. Uh, the Comic Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V. And, um, you know, that's not up to me. And uh, if it still says Believe in the Comic Bureau Field Report uh, on your favorite podcast app, that was also not up to me. And I still haven't checked if that's changed or not. So apologies or not, but that's our network. And they give us ads some times this <laughs> on sometimes all right uh on to this week's great great guest who um just opened la's newest comedy venue it's so so exciting the elysian theater please give it up for the great kate bamford wow hello, hello. the cheers are deafening <laughs> so wow everyone calm <laughs> down thank you for giving it up for me <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to cut in applause <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah please do actually All put right. in a lot of applause and actually laughter and some cool <laughs> it'll sound very canned yeah okay great would love that <laughs> how is it going kate it's going great having a wonderful tuesday tuesday because that's what day it is today yeah yeah for me. <laughs> is time blurred for you for some reason um yeah I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I go, oh, wait, it's actually Monday. And I'm like, I gained a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things like that have happened to me. <laughs> wait, so you have like not only da- it's like a daylight savings day. Yeah, that happened to me last week and it was really nice. I was like, wait, it's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, I have one more day. <laughs> oh, goodness. So the theater itself has been open for a week, but you have been uh, working at this structure at 1944 Riverside Drive for how long now? Since September 1st, which is not that long. No, it's, it's not. It's not long at all. <laughs> what, like as, as a we'll probably get into detail more later but like what did you have to do between September 1st and the first show October on October 25th I had to do a hundred thousand things <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah so like everything was just in shambles well no the theater was in pretty good shape it's just like you know we had to change things around like update it upgrade it mm-hmm. um the marquee was not working so we had to get that fully functioning right the stage was way too big way too high so we made that small and made it lower like I did not personally do that I just kind of had to um I was gifted an incredible human being and (laughs) named Dan Allende who did the marquee Mm -hmm. and the um stage and then 
billions of people volunteered and helped so, make seriously. that happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It felt like it feels like billions. <laughs> but and having people coming in and volunteering was like truly a godsend mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have been possible at all without that. Right. And then the tech situation was kind of like no, it wasn't really set up at all. Mm-hmm. So Isaac really took the lead with that right. as well as like this guy Paul Schlesinger mm-hmm. was really helping out and Mason Ross really helped out. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, Braden. There's been a lot of people like coming in and just like doing things. Right. Painting, setting up an entire website. Oh, you know, just deciding what we would name the place and building a <laughs> brand and making a logo. Uh-huh. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> creating an entire brand identity. Yeah, yeah. In, ju- <laughs> in, in just like two, under two months. Booking every single sh- thing and right. um, then promoting shows and mm. getting everything online. Right. You know, all the stuff. Right. Oh, so that's what you were up to when you couldn't produce my anniversary show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sleeping. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It's so important. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's not that crazy. We didn't have, I could have produced the show. Sure. Yeah. Oh, thanks for telling me post-mortem. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I would never. I, so, for the listeners, uh, the Bureau turned 11 since uh, our last uh episode or no actually well it uh, before that but um we had a big anniversary show the first show at the elysian and originally i was gonna have kate bamford help me co-produce and we were figuring out something very elaborate we're gonna do like, yeah right this whole retrospective <laughs> on la comedy and try to get like a bunch of people uh who are very famous uh, to come and do it and then uh we were looking for a venue and then i hadn't heard from kate from probably like a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden she just emailed me and another guy who also dropped out because he also got busy um that like oh i found us a venue uh but i i can't help you anymore because i i have to run this theater and do all the things you just said yeah 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 it was definitely one of those times in my life where i had to drop out of a lot of things and mm-hmm. i felt very bad and then there was also something i think i tr- i tried to drop out of like some other things and I did get peer pressured into keep do- keeping doing them. And uh-huh. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why am I still doing this? But I mean, everything ended up fine and it's all been very fun. But that's great. It's nice to have a singular focus. Right. Yeah. You need a, f- a year of some. No, not a year of yes. You have a lot. Yeah, of, you, right. You've done plenty of yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So there's been my show the grand opening great. and thank yeah. you oh uh, it was so i man one of the best shows of my life it was really really fun yeah it was and i did people keep talking about especially what clowns did yeah clowns was amazing for that show it yeah. was so great they we tasked them with doing a history of la comedy shout out to danielle lee who's helping me out that was her idea and they decided to do a reenactment of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden <laughs> getting tempted by the devil into um I don't know if the tree, tree of knowledge of good and evil really factored in in the traditional way well it had bananas instead of apples a true comedy um symbol yes absolutely and when eve was tempted um she ate 
uh, Adam's ass rather than an apple. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the tree animated and vanquished the devil, and then they played Zip Zip Zop. It was really great. That was a really good description of it. Yeah, it is so amazing. I had no idea what they were going to do. It was it. really fun. Oh, It yeah. was really fun. Clown Zoo is amazing. Clown Zoo is great. But also everybody else on the show, I mean, it Fantastic. was – Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was my – all my favorite people and like every like it was we, we packed what 135 plus like some standing room yeah yeah something like that yeah and uh i kept thinking like because the show kept going long and and reggie watts had dropped out and i was like all right i'm not gonna add anybody because i think the show's long enough and i i it was still very long <laughs> and i kept thinking people were gonna be tired but uh no everybody everybody was like raring for it and um when byron powers roasted me at the top of his set at the very end people were howling i think yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, byron's so funny so funny um and then you had your grand opening this past weekend yes saturday we had a grand opening party uh and how, show and show slash shows shows you had like i love that you had the like entertainment in the lobby and then there were actual shows in the theater mm -hmm. how did how did that all i caught a bit of it i caught the live birth also by clown zoo oh yes great and then i caught the tomorrow show later i went to like yes. another hollywood party and uh yeah how was all of that being all here it was great yeah it was i mean i think about it now i'm like wow that was like a six hour endeavor the <laughs> <laughs> live birth right it's a it was a crazy endeavor to to take on for the first thing but it was really fun right because we had a different performance every hour on the hour right and then and it was a half hour block right. so then after that it was like people could go in the lobby and socialize grab right. snacks and drinks and then like uh, we had weird interactive stuff happening in the lobby. Right. So, so there was sort of a puppet show thing happening out of the box office. We had a sketch thing happen in the bar. Right. Uh, Brett Davis did a, uh, meet, meet a and meet and greet as I can't even say the name. He asked me to say the name and do a, like a big announcement. And I did do that, but I was like, I, I had to have him repeat the name a thousand times. Uh -huh. It was some horror movie character. Uh -huh. Something tells me that that was part of the bit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, You couldn't say the name. Yeah. I think the Shrimp Boys like made fun of Nicole Kidman's AMC like we're back in theaters promo or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they I, I didn't get to see it. It was tough, honestly, for me even right. to see every single thing that happened. Oh yeah. But um. But yeah, it was um, just a bunch of crazy shit happening all throughout. And Jesse Mourner Ritt helped mm -hmm. produce the show, and awesome. Isaac also helped produce the show. And Isaac ran all the tech for the whole night, which was just like, you know. A big ask. <laughs> is he like the is he like the tech person for the illusion now? Yeah, yeah. But. And and we'll have more people come on um, mm -hmm. and help with tech because like one person doing it is, you know, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but right now we're still just kind of like really finessing and making sure our tech is the hottest tech in town. We want to have the <laughs> sickest, hot, hottest, cleanest tech in the entire <laughs> goddamn city, but on a you know, shoestring uh, budget, baby. Sure. Are you going to put that as promotional material on the website? Welcome to the Elysian. We've got the hottest, sickest, tightest tech you've ever seen. Come on out, you guys. Yeah, we'll do radio ads. Uh, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. 
they have a follow spotlight that I wanted to use during the anniversary show, but we didn't get to it. Yeah, I think we're going to charge $1,000 for someone to use it because it pulls a lot of power from the building. It like, oh, it's, really? It's really like, it's wow. actually, and the bul- bulbs are really good. We found out more information about it that makes it not a super feasible thing to use God. day to day. Today? Day, day to day. Wow, wow, wow. But. It is cool. That just happened to be at the space when we moved in. Right. What are some of the pleasant discoveries that you've uh, made while running the theater? (laughs) Okay, well, my immediate response is, then this isn't even a pleasant discovery, but (laughs) (laughs) when we were destroying the stage to make it better, Uh um, like we were sawing it all day Mm -hmm. long and then we discovered underneath the stage that there was a trap door oh wow there's a trap door six feet deep Mm -hmm. like it's just like a it's just literally like a hole drilled into the ground that's six feet deep for like magician because this building's from like 1920s right so we discovered that and then we like kept sawing kept sawing to like really see what was going on Mm. and then uh, this one person, Rachel Ho, was like convinced that like something creepy would be inside of it. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so we were, once we like kind of uncovered it, uh-huh. um, Dan Allende was like, come on, Rachel, like you get the first peek. Uh-huh. And then she poked her head in uh-huh. and there was something moving inside. Whoa. <laughs> what was it? It was a skunk. It was a living skunk. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the origin of your logo? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Was that like an instant thing? Like, oh, no, we're going to make it a skunk because we found a skunk there. Instantly. Instantly became the mascot of the theater. (laughs) That was going to be a question for later, but oh, my God, really? That's amazing. Yeah. Yep, a living skunk in there. Then it disappeared for a week, Uh and then... Um, I was showing the space a week later uh-huh. to, um, my friend and someone who also helped at good, good comedy theater. Right, um, right. I was showing Greer the space. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an emotional touching moment. Right. Like I had like tears in my eyes. Greer was like, oh my gosh, we have a theater again. Mm-hmm. And we turned around and the skunk was like <laughs> <laughs> scurrying by. Wow. Um, but then it was trapped, released. And it sprayed in the building. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Did you, was it tomato sauce? What did you do to get out of it? So it sprayed, it was trapped and they covered it. And so it sprayed inside Mm -hmm. of like a contained unit. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, I got, we got, Isaac and I got here and we just like, I had like two gallons of vinegar mm-hmm. and we just like mopped the fuck out of the place right and uh yeah just i, I bought like uh, what feels like a thousand dollars worth of cleaning supplies <laughs> i thought it was gonna the smell was gonna be here for like two weeks but it only lasted like two days it oh. wasn't it really wasn't so bad oh nice yeah nice. <laughs> i was so scared though when we discovered a skunk i was like please couldn't it have been a rat right couldn't it have been a hundred snakes yeah couldn't have been <laughs> any Thing else <laughs> a family of crabs perhaps just yeah not a skunk and when you google it it's just like 
oh, to get rid of the smell, you just like open up all the windows and let sunlight in. I was like, okay, we're a black box theater. There is no sunlight and there is no window. That sounds like that was <laughs> written by a rich person who forgot they have a like a maid or a butler. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, just open the windows. Oh, just open the windows. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be okay. I'm yeah. sure somebody will take care of it. I know. That's crazy. But yeah, it was all good, and then it truly inspired us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have a logo. Yeah, you have a logo. <laughs> is there any other thing that you've sort of like, as it is the logo, do you feel like that embodies the spirit of the theater, like a haunted, like a hidden skunk? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be hundreds of skunks under the stage at any point. Right. Um. Yeah, I looked up the meaning of the spirit animal of a skunk online Uh or like what it means in a dream or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like risk, adventure, danger, stinky. (laughs) Oh, the literal one for the last one. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's like a blessing. It's a blessing. Also, I think it's very clearly like, oh, it's a comedy theater. Yeah, yeah. Like like a serious, like this used to be a place for serious like stage productions, yeah. like dramas. They wouldn't have a skunk because no. they're looking. It would be no. some like coat of arms or some yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It definitely yeah. was. It was called Knightsbridge at one point. Oh, that's right. oh yeah. yeah, that's right. I was yeah. just looking at images of yeah. Knightsbridge. Um, is there still a trap door? There is still a trap door, but it was it would have been a really complicated process to make it usable. And it is in the weirdest spot ever. It's like not actually in the center of the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. It's at the edge. So we just covered it and decided like if we want to uncover it later on, we can, but there's, I mean, there's no fucking way I was going to go in there. There a woman from animal rescue though. She, I was like, I was like, it was in there. And she just like got down into the hole. I was like, and she was like, Oh, yep, I see some poo in here. I was like, she was like, so it definitely was down here. I was like, yeah, it was down there. I literally saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it that That is fascinating that you have a trap door um, concerning, you know, the Tomorrow Show's moving here and the original home of the Tomorrow Show. Oh, yeah. At Steve Allen. Steve Allen Theater. Had a proper trap door that goes into the center of the stage. Yeah, right. Um, that would only be used for the most disruptive sketches yeah amazing yeah. i don't know if i ever saw it them use the trap door i'm trying to remember it would be davy it would be pretty yeah. much j- just davy or um katie crown doing it okay and they yeah they would interrupt ron doing something amazing That's yeah so fun yeah that would be all the sole purpose of that trap door amazing um i would love to hear more about the uh, the Elysian as well as your time at the good good and you know uh who you are here in LA comedy Kate but let's get to some comedy news sick cool So first item on the list uh, is Vulture announced their 2021 Comedians That You Should and Will Know list of full transparency here. I have a big hand in running that. I don't. Okay. Also, I don't make the final call on anything. So please do do not email me to like, how do I get on the list? <laughs> um, it, we kind of run it like um, the MacArthur Genius Grant where you can't be um, like you can't campaign for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it is kind of exactly like the MacArthur Genius Grant. Mm-hmm. I would say the vulture comedians you should know are kind of the same level as a MacArthur Genius Grant. Agreed. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do not give them a no-strings-attached <laughs> $650,000 check, but... Down the line. Down the line. They do deserve one mm-hmm. um, from some other perhaps rich, mysterious benefactor <laughs> <laughs> that is not vulture or me. <laughs> Um, let me see if I could do this from memory. So we the, technically it's 22 people, but that's because there's one sketch group. Um, and so there are 20 acts that were uh, selected via like a, a secret sort of group of people I reach out to and who they vote for. And then um, we see I tally up the votes and then we kind of deliberate at Vulture uh, what that list should be. Um, and so this year, uh, please don't destroy who got, uh, SNL, uh, James Austin Johnson, who got SNL, um, Jamel Johnson, uh, two Johnsons. How about that? Jamel Johnson hosting a show at the Elysian this yes. Saturday. X, Y, Z. Yeah. And what was it? Generations of comedy. That's what he's trying to do. Well, it's just three different comedians of Someone from Gen X, someone from Gen Y, and someone from Gen Z. Uh-huh. They um, compete to figure out which generation is the funniest uh, <laughs> through, like, games and shit right. like that. Oh, well. It'll be really fun. It's going to be who, <laughs> how old the audience is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a bunch of boomers here, and they're like, well, I don't find any of this funny. <laughs> um, Jamel, Hannah Pilkis, um, uh, got it, Just Tom. Uh, Daniel Perez, uh, Grace Kuhlenschmidt, Lacey Mosley. I'm like remembering their like social media handles. Jeff Wright out of New York. Sam Taggart, who's also out of New York. All right, that's halfway through. Chris Estrada. Now I'm trying to remember, like, email threads that I had to people. Uh, Nori Reed. Mm. um, Also has a show here. Yeah. Icons only. Icons only. First one sold out. Sold out, yeah. Buy tickets for, what, the December date? Yeah. But we'll have tickets at the door, too, for the Icons only show. Right, right, right. Uh, And Icons only is, like, Nori, Nori, Danielle, and some, and Maddie? Um, It's Maddie and Christina Madrano. Right. Christine Madrano. Yes. Um, yeah, so get tickets. Go to the Legion. We'll go over the calendar later, but yeah, you better get tickets because things, uh, it's all that things are selling out fast. Um, Robin Tran, who was on the anniversary show here, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and uh, Mobley. And all right, this is going too slow. I get Jared Goldstein. Oh, you got it. Yeah, Jack Jer- Knight. Did you say that? No, I did not. Jared and Jack. Yeah. Um, just Tom. I did say just Tom. Oh, yeah. okay. I the guy Brandon had a great tweet where he's oh Rosebud Baker. Yeah, Ro- he's like he was like Rosebud Baker, just Tom, Sam Tagger, uh, Danielle Perez, um, Robin Tran. And I think like two other people, um, your ascendancy is a legitimate threat to my livelihood. And I will try <laughs> to do all my power to destroy you. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Rachel Sennett. Did you say Rachel that? Rachel Sennett. That's right. That's right. Rachel Sennett. I did not. Brian Simpson. Brian Simpson is also on the list. 
Amazing. Yeah. Um, Brian Simpson is on a show. Uh, which one? Uh, Repentance. Nice. Oh, Repentance is coming here. Yeah, we're doing a show that's a benefit this Saturday for the Downtown Women's Center. Oh, fun. But yeah, Ahmed and Meki, Philly people. I'm a Philly person, FYI. I never established that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> wait, so uh, uh, Ahmed and who? who's... Because I remember Repentance used to be at the Lyric Hyperion. It was Ahmed Weinberg and Meki Leeper. And Meki Leeper. I feel like at a time, uh, Ismail Luffy was part of it. Oh, yeah, but he lives in New York now. Yes, yeah. he does. He does. He's so nice. And, I love him. And, yeah, he's great. Uh, Ismail's so funny. Um... Is that I, I feel like maybe we missed somebody. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Did you say Jeff Wright? I did say Jeff okay. Wright. Yeah. I can't remember. It's so many names. It is so many names. And okay. Uh <laughs> none of this is getting cut out. Us looking for a thing that I helped write. <laughs> okay. I was it, looking at the pictures. I was looking at the pictures hard. too. Okay. Yeah. No, I I, I definitely Oh, uh, I already said, please don't destroy it. Yeah, uh, you did. Okay, Jack. We might have actually gotten all I of them. I think you maybe did. Yeah, I think we, yep. Oh, no, 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 no. We missed one. <gasps> Who? Josh Johnson. Oh, Josh Johnson. Yeah. Oh, I thought you got it. I thought you got it because you said multiple Johnsons. I said two. <gasps> James Austin Johnson, Jamel oh. Johnson, and Josh Johnson. Three Johnsons on this year's wow, list. Oh, it's a Johnson and Johnson and, and Johnson. Johnson year. Yeah triple j j cubed yeah um i'm very happy with this list are you i mean obviously you got that <laughs> bunch of people who are doing shows here uh yeah i think it's a great list that's awesome i yeah. mean i love when i just think it's so nice when people get like like some sort of public attention for the work that they're doing it's yeah. really you know absolutely and stuff like that while like it doesn't technically it doesn't mean anything in particular because, mm -hmm. like, some people get passed over who are just as amazing as everyone else. Right. But it is a great thing to just be like, hey, right. look, comedy is worthwhile. Absolutely. Like, comedy is, like, something to, like, really pay attention to. And see. so having, like, accolades like that, it does, like, legitimize the art. Absolutely. And that is the point of the list. And that is part of what we talk about in our deliberations mm. of, like, people – there are people that often – like get shouted out at us at like oh uh why have they been on the list yet mm. and often they do get a lot of votes but like certain people who shall remain nameless at this point um it's like w when they get a lot of votes and we like but they're already like kind of famous yeah they have all the opportunities coming to them this is like a nice way to like yeah yeah be like you may have never heard of this person. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we were really trying to have that be uh, part of it. And I mean, just timing wise, I mean, uh, we, we actually had sort of locked the list right before new all the new SNL writers and cast members were announced. Mm. But we were not anywhere close to publishing. Yeah. So we were just like, well, I mean, I, I think it's just going to go hand in hand. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And uh, I mean, gosh, uh, Two years ago, Sarah Squirm was featured on the list, and now she's on SNL. And Jane Jadge is now on SNL. And I mean, I think they're both doing great. Yeah, and I guess uh, that's how they're cast in SNL now. So if you want to get cast on SNL, you got to get on this list, you guys. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, my, the comedy bureau at gmail.com is going to get flooded with the emails <laughs> <laughs> as if I make the final calls. You know, truly just Jake be. Jake makes the final calls on mm-hmm. SNL every year. Yes. That is confirmed. Yeah. Even if you don't like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have. chose it. I have a Mission Impossible style machine that makes a Lorne Michaels mask. And I just assume that when I have extra time that I obviously just have lying around. You have Lorne Michaels time on your hands. (laughs) You have two two lives. You can handle two lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being on both coasts (laughs) at the same time. Which is incredible. That's Mm -hmm. your superpower. That is my superpower. Please go check out all those people on the list. Uh, there will be cute interviews with them being released on Vulture throughout the week, as well as a very special episode of Good One with Jesse David Fox, where they get to talk about their comedy. Uh, every single one of them. Um, all right. So next item of news. Uh, this week, both father and son, Dan and Eugene Levy, got separate TV shows. Oh, um on different streaming services wow don't they already have one together though they did and now that's now it's over it's over i did not know that that's how busy kate is she did not know that chick shits creek was over i didn't know yeah it's it's fine um i feel like to them congrats to them uh eugene levy is getting a uh travel series uh at apple tv plus and Dan Levy is getting a food competition show um, at a different different network, a different streaming service. Um, and they have nothing to do with each other. So uh, maybe there won't be a crossover, but it would be interesting if there was. There will definitely be a crossover. Food right. and travel? Mm-hmm. You just can't help it. No, absolutely not. Um, also, I kept – when I read that news yesterday, I was like, it, anybody – like retrospectively thinking about like the first time they saw American Pie, like would you ever think that Eugene Levy is where <laughs> he is now? Yeah, right. No, with, with yeah. like his son and him creating this like mini empire based off of a entirely different show. It's really incredible. It really is. It's a real testament um, to them. Uh, yeah, I wonder how comedic it'll be, or if they're just going to be spirited hosts. Phil Rosenthal uh, has had several seasons of where he just travels around the globe, and um, that's the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, um, and like eating food. Oh yeah, Everybody Loves Phil. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Loves Phil, and right. and uh, he just gets to be Phil about everything. And right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I guess that's like partially comedic. I don't know. I mean, uh, I wonder what these series will be. I, I definitely think the food t- TV competition one that Dan is hosting will probably have a little more comedy in it, maybe like nailed it. Mm-hmm. But um, would you watch either of these? Uh, I love t- food TV shows, so I would. One of my favorite shows is Guy's Grocery Games. So mm. I feel like I would probably turn that on. Guys, grocery if, games. What's if that? If Alex Quernichelli is on it, well then, fuck yeah, I'm tuning in. <laughs> if they have her do some sort of competition, I'll be there. Now, who is Alex Quernichelli? She is just like a top chef person, and I've seen her on mm-hmm. a bunch of guys grocery games, and I love her. Mm-hmm. I think she's awesome. I just really like her. <laughs> she's like really, really serious. She uh-huh. takes it really seriously, and mm-hmm. she... Um, uh, is ex- 
extremely good at what she does mm -hmm. and then also she makes everything like from scratch i don't know it's so stupid it's not relevant at all but i just really admire what she does that's great <laughs> i i was gonna like what what are the non-comedy things that you get into i guess like mm. yeah i like that i like food i like cooking mm -hmm. i'm a pretty good cook and mm -hmm. i like making things from scratch entirely Ooh. like i used to be kind of a stickler about that like right. i'd be like why the hell would you make brownies out of a box yeah yeah <laughs> That's not brownies. What's the what's the thing that you've made from scratch that you're most proud of? Oh, wow, that's actually like a really tough question. Ooh, that means you that you, I'm you most got a lot. Proud of? I I guess like um, making a tomato galette Ooh. is like kind of that was a kind of cool thing. Um, what's a tomato galette? It's kind of, it's like a flaky pastry. It almost tastes like dessert. Oh, but interesting. But it's a little pizza, and then you have, like, a little cheese on top with tomatoes, and then you, like, fold it over. It didn't look pretty. I'm not, I'm not, I don't make pretty food, but. Uh-huh. Is it, it similar to a calzone at all? Mm, it's a galette, so it's like a, it's you like said a merging. Fold. Yeah, you fold the edges. It's sort of like. Oh, okay. Between a pie. Mm hmm Yeah. It's sort of like a flaky pastry almost. Yeah, I get it. De definitely mine is uh, in the baking realm. I, from scratch, made a blueberry pie. <laughs> That's awesome. Crust included. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It took all day. Yeah. I mean, making baking is a, an endeavor. <laughs> it yeah. is. There's a, um, a famous Cuban bakery chain here in L.A. called Porto's. Oh, yeah. I've had their food they're they're very very good i they're always so busy and they're they take their all their locations are so huge and i asked once because they do so many things because they're like a cafe and a restaurant and a bakery and they do catering as well i asked them like all right so how many people are working here at any given time they're like oh yeah like 200 wow because they have people who are like ordering Baking, in advance and yeah. like yeah and then they, I, I remember I, I like order on a cake on the day of and they were like oh yeah no as long as you order these flavors wow so that means people there are people who are just tasked with making their like mainline cakes shit it's crazy that's really cool it is it is um anything besides food uh i i like to I like to rock climb. I do, I go to an indoor rock climbing gym. That's something I really enjoy. I do want to start climbing outside now that mm. I'm in Los Angeles and there's right. a lot of options here. Right. Um, so that's something I'm working towards. I could see you being a rock climber. Well, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just never seen you rock climb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been doing it very often lately because um, uh, I've just been pretty busy, but I really love doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, what else do I really enjoy? I love dancing. Oh, catch me on the dance floor. I love it. Oh, there's something that we both have in common. Yeah. You like to dance? I go dancing at least once a week. Wow. That's incredible. I, was, I went dancing last night. Well, hell yeah. 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 I mean, dancing's, I mean, it's, it's a freeing thing. It's, it's wonderful. I, it is, it is one of the most free things that I do and in doing it every week, or like once or twice a week for years, it I do feel like it's made my comedy better. Yeah. Like, I always think about if I took away the music, I would look really silly, mm -hmm. and just like not caring about that. Mm -hmm. I think has given me a lot of freedom and license to just do whatever I want on stage. That's really great. I mean, yeah. it's just important in life in general to not give a fuck what other people think about yeah. right. who you are and what you are. 
And I feel like we go through stages of that where you think you don't care, but you still do. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> so hard not to care. Yeah, to truly get to a place where you don't care, it's 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 hard to there. There's no like marker for it. You just know when yeah. you do. You need to constantly work towards that. Right. But some people are good at not caring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do any of them have shows coming up? Oh, um, God. Yeah, sure. The Shrimp Boys. <laughs> the Shrimp Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of them dressed up as Nicole. They're, so if you, funny. Yeah. If you go to the AMC theaters right now, they have a thing that's like starring Nicole Kidman. It's so dumb. As a pre-roll of like, movies are back. Yeah. And here are the magic of movies as we already bought a ticket. We're here. You need to you need to put that online to convince people to go to anyways. So they dressed up one of them dressed up like Nicole Kidman. Does not have a Nicole Kidman physique. But that, I honestly he was at the, the live birth party show mm-hmm. thing and uh I did not recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't recognize him as Nicole Kidman either right, right, but right. I was like that who I don't know who that person is uh, yeah and yeah I think they were <laughs> screaming at everybody that movies are back <laughs> movies are back yeah they are they are that was so so fun uh, all right I think really w- funny last news item and we, I want to get back to uh everything Kate um <laughs> the showtime seems to be on a jag of uh in-depth comedy docs they uh this past summer they had one on um i mean they're doing like comedy legends so their first one i think this summer was dick gregory and uh everything that he's done as a pioneer in comedy uh which is so many things uh you you look it up i'm not gonna talk about it right now uh and their next one is uh gonna be called the real charlie chaplin uh and that is you know, interestingly, in the teaser, it seems like there's a bunch of interview footage, archival footage, and then they do reenactments, um, which I actually I don't think I've seen in a doc in a long time. Reenactments. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like it, it, at this point, I feel like if you're going to put the time and energy for a reenactment, you might as well just a- adapt it like a story and just make it like a movie or a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're going to like tell the story of like behind um charlie chaplin um and you know everything that was going on with him as he uh rose to stardom and in fact in the teaser they say it's the first first true hollywood story which i feel like might be a reference lost on some people because <laughs> there used to be a series on e called yeah. e true hollywood stories yeah i loved that show yeah it was like the most salacious hollywood stories and uh, I mean, I was thinking about that. I maybe Charlie Chaplin is the first one, but oh, oh, because he was like one of the earliest stars. Cause yeah, because Hollywood he was a stars because it was a silent movie. Silent movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe I want to. I mean, definitely in vaudeville. There's honestly the first star was that horse. <laughs> that horse. That you remember mm-hmm. the first moving picture. That horse. Uh-huh. That horse. Couldn't walk down the street anymore without everyone asking for a photo, asking for that autograph. Wait a minute, Kate. Was it that horse or was it the train? No, the horse was the first moving picture. Okay. 
Oh, because it was the Zotrope thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. That was the first. That was the first. It was, so the first Hollywood star was the horse. Was and, the horse. And, then and also, the, horses are living. <laughs> trains are simply objects. Yes. I mean, there's there's a living person in it that's operating it, but sure. True, true, true. <laughs> the conductor was a celeb. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so look for that coming on Showtime soon. Uh, that'll be It'll be intriguing. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you. Are you... <laughs> I hate that I'm about to say it like this. Are you team Buster Keaton or team Charlie Chaplin? Well, I don't, I feel like I can't answer that because I vaguely have a recollection that like there's really like messed up history around Charlie Chaplin. Sure. And then when you say Buster Keaton, I go, truly can't remember a single goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Great, great way to avoid that. Um... It feels like the cool kid answer is Buster Keaton. I happen to legitimately think Buster Keaton. Uh, I am team Buster Keaton. But mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Chaplin did a lot of things that are very historic. And, um, you know, it cannot be, like, written off in a way where, like, oh, you got to, like, decide between either or. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both very important. Um, but Buster Keaton has a greater physical ability and my god you talk about like danger on set he put himself in so much danger uh for really great stunts hell yeah yeah and that's gonna be sit uh, that's it for uh this week's comedy news and so back to as i teased earlier everything kate (laughs) you hail from philly I hail from Philly. Is it so? Is is it known as anything other than the city of brotherly love? Um, I don't think so. The city, you, of <laughs> city of cheesesteaks. City of cheesesteaks. That they call it. Sometimes they call it like the sixth borough the of sixth? New York City. Interesting. And like over the years, it's become more and more like a New York City transplant kind of place. Interesting. Yeah. Because when I look up for look up shows on in New York at event on Eventbrite, uh, you can actually reach the end of results if you go fifty pages deep. <laughs> Only I would know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the tail end, um, <laughs> you get things that aren't comedy, usually like dating app like applications. Love it. Um, and shows in Philly. Oh hell yeah, cool. Y- yeah, because the algorithm thinks that Philly's close enough to New York. I mean, it is close. Time-wise, how how long does it take? Well, it depends on how you travel. If mm-hmm. you take, like, a bus or you drive, mm-hmm. it's, like, about an hour and a half to two hours. Right. But if you take one of those, like, $50 Amtraks, it's, like, an hour. Wow. Or even less. From Manhattan or Brooklyn or either? From Manhattan. Okay. But you can get dropped off a bunch of different places. There's a lot of options. I used to commute to New York a lot when I was in Philly, so. Right. I know I like it's I, I'm having like flashbacks to Bolt Bus, Mega Bus, <laughs> uh-huh. Greyhound, all all of them. New Jersey Transit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I took I, I use a lot of options. So many options. Oh, like, New Jersey Transit goes to Philly. Well, so it, you take I mean, this is boring. <laughs> you take the SEPTA and then you transfer to the New Jersey Transit. I that's like, actually a long one. OK, that takes a while. You may think it's boring. I think that's fascinating. It costs $25, so taking the bus is more direct and actually cheaper. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I haven't done it in a while, so it might be more expensive. But for a period of time, mm-hmm. you could get a bus ticket from right. New York to Philly, Philly, Philly to New York, 
for like five bucks. Wow. So it's so easy. That is easy. Chinatown bus. Mm-hmm. I, used to, I would take that all the time. It was a lot of different buses. A lot of different options. I took right. a lot of buses in my life. You may think it's boring. That is very informative. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. No, a lot of... I, I you know, I sometimes wonder who listens to this podcast and it's a lot of people who are looking for this sort of information yeah okay yeah well Um, it's easier to get from philly to new york city than it is to get from newark delaware to philadelphia that's for damn sure (laughs) (laughs) so in philly kate was uh the shall i say mastermind oh gosh no (laughs) (laughs) ringleader What, what what do you want your fun titles would be Oh, my fun title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the true title is just co-founder and co-founder yeah. and um, uh, owner. Owner, uh, co-founder and owner of the Good Good Comedy Theater. Yes. Please tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it was a very, very fun, wonderful, beautiful place where mm. we. Um, I I started this venue with uh, my friend Aaron Nevins. Mm-hmm. It came about very naturally. We started a festival in 2014. Mm-hmm called five dollar comedy week mm-hmm. and after that first festival we had 30 brand new shows we did it two more times mm-hmm. over the course of one year wow so then we had 90 shows <laughs> Damn. some of them were uh-huh. not worth doing again but a lot of them were right and so then we just started producing shows mm-hmm. with the intention to open up a theater right so then we opened up a theater a year later Wow. And yeah. like, was that space open? Was it like a theater in disrepair? Like, what was the... It was just... I cannot remember what it was. It was like a real estate office or a furniture building or something. Mm-hmm. Someone tried to turn it this space into a billiards hall. Like, right. the neighborhood did not allow it. Mm-hmm. And so we, we swooped in and we saved it. We swooped in and we took over the space uh-huh. and, you know, it took us... It took us like a good eight or nine months to get the space ready because we had to get it like fully permitted Mm -hmm. for um, to be a theater because it was not. And we had to, you know, build risers. We had to build a hallway. We had to upgrade the bathrooms. We and a million comedians helped like build everything. We had a real contractor, but like comedians came in and helped make it real. Yeah. You didn't want to do what the relapse in Atlanta did. What what did they do? They I mean, there was this space and the founder like basically like broke in and made a theater. (laughs) He didn't even own it. No. Or he didn't, like, rent it? This is the B story to Rory Scovel's Live Without Fear. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, there's all this great, I mean, so part of him, like. Oh, my gosh. I watched that special, but I was just watching the stand-up because I, I went to one of those shows. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I just want to remember some of the stand-up from, right. from it because it was really fun. You should re-watch the, uh, I mean, a lot of people are like, why is this part in the special and i think it's a fascinating story i really want to watch the whole thing i just didn't have time to watch like the whole thing and i was just like oh i just want a little a jolt of rory right 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 oh that's so cool that you were at the shows yeah i went to one yeah i just happened to be in atlanta but they uh so they talked to bob and they bob like walks them through like his insane almost like spiritual like journey through trying to have this theater live wow and like he did so many i mean it started illegally and then he tried to get it legal legal so long and he had to go through so many hoops and they created more hoops and it's like no the government does make it really hard for you to like make 
a business exist. Mm-hmm. Like in Philadelphia, even there was no category for theater. Interesting. Like legally. So we were called a nightclub, uh-huh. which caused a lot of issues for us because it right. was like, we're not a nightclub. Right. Because <laughs> I'm guessing people thing- don't want nightclubs to exist in their People do not want nightclubs <laughs> to exist, especially if it's a certain distance to a house. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately, it all worked out. We did all the things legally. We did not break in mm-hmm. like the relapse, but I would love to know more about that. Right. But yeah, so we opened up the space. And you what, know, year was, was what, what year? We opened it up. We opened it up in October of 2016. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What what a what a time, huh? Yes, right. Yeah, we had a, a yep, everything's changed. <laughs> I mean, like what's it like opening a theater at the precipice of like is everything going to end? Yeah, well, it was really good that we did everything legally because, you know, there was a group of people who were trying to shut down indie venues. Um, Why? It was that ghost ship tragedy that happened. Oh, right. And but then there were a lot of like alt-right people that went after like indie venues at that time. How And shut places down. Right. Because from what I've heard through the grapevine, one of the cool things about Philly these days is like a very strong undercurrent of indie things that yeah are yeah yeah exactly yeah there's a great art scene out there mm-hmm. yeah so we were our just intention there was like we really liked like weird alt interesting mm-hmm. comedy that kind of melded all the different genres of stuff like and like what at the time were you thinking we're like we want to program like this sort of thing uh well you know we wanted to program the shows that we had come upon come upon For from five dollar comedy yeah, week yeah. Um, but shows like that were like comedian psychoanalysis, which had like a real life therapist, like psychoanalyzing people. After I always they did their stand-up. That. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We had, um, we had a show that was like a weed game show that was just really fun. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of like presentations and stuff or, right. or like things that included like dance. Like I really wanted to bring cocoon central dance team to Love. town. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. You know, we brought like Joe, you know, before Joe Perra was like a hot, is he a household name? A household name? Uh, we really wanted to like bring him to town and right. Joe Firestone and mm-hmm. um, Julio Torres, people like that. A lot of a lot of New Yorkers. Yeah. So what we really wanted to do was put Philadelphia on the map as mm-hmm. like a comedy city, like right. similar to a lot of these other big cities. That right. was our intention there, mm-hmm. and we wanted to be a place where you could see comedy for cheap, and it was high quality comedy. Right. And you were seeing weird new stuff. And it was a place where people could be like exactly mm-hmm. who they wanted to be on stage. Right. Yeah. Now, having done the $5 comedy weekend twice, was that sort of enough of like, I guess, a, for, a foot in the door for you to be like, this isn't so much of a reach to ask like Joe or Julio or whatever. Oh, come down to Philly. Like, I would love you to do like a show or something. Well, we just happened to know some people like for a five dollar comedy week. One of them, like honestly, like a handful of New York people reached out to us just Mm -hmm. because of like a friend of mine from college was like dating a comedian and Mm -hmm. she like spread the word about it. Right. Um, So and then we became friends with like this contingent of people and we would go to the over the eight, um, which there was a lot of cool stuff happening there from like Sam Taggart and Mm -hmm. Julio and Joe Rumrill, Mary Houlihan. Right. Um. And so, yeah, I think I met like Joe Para like a birthday party before right. we booked him. Oh, maybe. cool. 
So we like knew some of the people. Was he? He was probably an Andy Kaufman Award winner at that point. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I will never forget because I think he submitted a video one year that was about him not caring about the award. Yeah, I watched the video and it's so funny. Yeah, and how he wants to just build a building. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny. Joe Para talks with you. His new season premieres this week on Adult yeah. Swim. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I was like pretty. I I didn't really care about like asking people to be a part of shows. I I I had done that before. Right. Oh. <laughs> like when I was eighteen, I asked Mar- Mike Burbiglia to perform at our senior ball, That's and his awesome. agent was like, "Uh, yeah, it'll be about ten grand." I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> okay. I guess we'll book a magician. <laughs> A local magician. And did you tell the magician, like, could you be like Mike Birbiglia a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, right. I was like, oh, yeah, this person who has a Comedy Central special will come to my high school dinner dance. I get it. The first band <laughs> I truly, truly loved, the White Stripes. I, mm. tr- I tried to book them when I was a kid. <laughs> amazing and their management responded which i was totally surprised by yeah i mean sometimes i mean hey you could have 10 grand to give them because it was they, it was they're only their second album had come out yeah yeah, yeah. so there weren't they weren't huge yet i mean i'd only heard of them all right this is a deep cut for people uh uh from matt pinfield who had like a segment on mtv news about like act like underground acts that like he wanted to shout out um and the white stripes was one of them like oh man this is like really really cool um yeah yeah but uh they also i the management was like what what for i was like a birthday party question mark and then they never responded wow yeah okay yeah yeah (laughs) i get i get it i get it yeah they they, (laughs) i I wouldn't have any of the even though they weren't that big of a band yet uh yeah i still wouldn't be able to pull that off yeah um so you you founded this theater uh, like uh, how was it ingratiating yourself in the Philly comedy scene or putting Philly on the map and you know all that well I guess that's kind of what's different about coming to LA and doing the Elysian versus good good um good good was like you know I I was doing stand-up and improv and sketch and all of the things right. in Philadelphia for years. And then the way the festival started was like me and my friend were just trying to start a show. And then right. we happened to find a venue where it was like, it's $500 for an entire week. And we were like, okay, well, I guess we could just put on like one show a night. Mm-hmm. And we were like three shows a night. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like we ask all our friends. And then uh-huh. it turned into a thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I just like had been in Philly for a while and just like knew everybody mm-hmm. there. And just everybody was like, friends and buddies whereas here Mm -hmm. i like have my friends and buddies Uh but i'm also like some people were like who the fuck's this girl yeah that's why i asked that question who's she like like was it a big deal like trying to get new yorkers to come down oh getting people from new york to come down i mean once like one person no like once once people see that it's good like they tell their friends and whatever right but you know I can't remember. Like, sometimes people wouldn't do a show. Sometimes right. we would try really hard to get people, and it didn't happen. Right. Um, but. Yeah. But uh, Philadelphia is not L.A. Right. There, We had to work really hard to get people out yeah. to, to yeah. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, so how long did the Good Good run, and then, like, what, what was your sort of genesis to moving here? And then, like, the Elysian, I, I mean, please tell people all about how that happened. 
Yeah, well, Good Good ended when the pandemic kind of hit. I mean, it it there was a chance that it would have continued, but mm-hmm. I think in October it was like the nail was in the coffin. You, we did you not get one of those loans or something? Mm-mm, no, but I had already moved out to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I was already like stepping away from Good Good because mm-hmm. um, I moved to L.A. in July. So mm-hmm. during the pandemic, July of 2020. Right. Um, Oof, that uh, hot. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the protests and all that happening all the time. Yeah. 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 There was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. 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 There was a lot going on. And I was driving across the country with my boyfriend. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the, that's just kind of how, how it came to be me being in LA. I had like an, like I had intended to move out to LA because of like the comedy thing. I was like, it will be fun to be out in like a new space and be able to like be around a lot of like comedy and comedy work. Sure. Um, and in a, a realm where like comedy is like actually like really respected. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, did you not get that vibe in Philly? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's we, there is a lot of really, really amazing and great comedy there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, there's a, occasionally a job that you can do. Right. And even like when I before I was like running the theater, I worked freelance in film. I was like a line producer right. and production manager. Mm-hmm. Um. But most of the time, I would have to go up to New York for jobs, right? Or travel. There's just not. It's like not enough to really, right? Take over your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely being a line producer will help run a comedy theater. Yeah, that's why I was like, I can definitely do this. Yeah. I was like, I just don't know how the income part works. I was like, I know how to spend money. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, as a line producer, they'd be like, here's a million dollars. Now spend it. And I'd be right. like, okay, I'm hiring blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And tracking all that stuff. So it just like, tra- I just created another category that was like, ticket income. Right. <laughs> now, oh, before we, we get more into you getting to the Elysian. Mm-hmm. So... Kate, you yourself are very funny. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Yeah, but do you, but are you were a performer now? Not a performer? Question mark. I do perform. I still make stuff and do things. Right. But um, it's really hard to do both simultaneously. Oh, you don't got to tell me twice. Yeah, yeah. So, but I do. I really like what I've really leaned into. Like mm-hmm. at the end of like Good Good, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of sketch stuff with this group called Darlings. Right. That was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like write weird sketches for that and oh, perform them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I just like, you know, mm-hmm. I like comedy a lot. So I'm down. I know I have like a good business sense to me and I'm like can do those things. So right. I like to lend that to what yeah. I do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love I love writing. Yeah. Writing things. And I j- also just love having fun. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, that's very, very clear. <laughs> would you, I mean, I guess this is down the line. Is there something you would write or, I mean, I guess are writing that maybe would find its way on the stage here at the Elysian? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I really love putting together shows and producing shows. Mm-hmm. Like the, the more the business is like running on its own, the more I can kind of focus again onto like, like show ideas and concepts and building those things. Right. Um, so yeah, I would love to do that. Right. 
Um, but I don't have anything that I know it would be about right now. That's okay. It'd probably be about the struggles of running a comedy theater. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or the life of a skunk. The life of a skunk. That's it, what it, it would be. Hidden yeah. in the trap door. Yeah. It'll actually be a very serious drama. It'll be about my parents' divorce. Right. <laughs> At, but the, it would be like baskets where like it would be very serious, but the, every every character is a skunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And you have to take them seriously as talking skunks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so how does one, as so many venues in L.A., both for comedy and music and otherwise, uh, closed over the last uh, two years, uh, find your way to opening a brand new comedy theater in Los Angeles? You know, it was a weird little path. Mm-hmm. I think what I was originally intending to do, <sighs> I don't know if I should say the name of it because I might still do it, mm-hmm. but I was originally intending to just do a comedy festival, mm-hmm. potentially in like September of right. This year. Oh, fun. So I was like coming up with that idea in February and I had like a plan. Mm-hmm. And then I was hit up to run a different comedy theater that ultimately didn't work out. Right. Um, and so that kind of like got me connected to the group of people who were behind that comedy theater. Yeah. Um, and so once that happened, we worked together to kind of like try to repurpose right. that entity and start something new. So right. that's kind of how it happened. I think Isaac Taylor is the one who connected right. me to the board of directors from that, oh, that wow. other space. Yeah, the address is 210, should I say? <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. 2106 Hyperion Avenue. And you can look up what that is on your own time. Yeah, Um yes. I just have addresses memorized because I type them in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I th- I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very fun. And so, like, Isaac connected you, and then, like, had you been acquainted with those folks before? No. So then I met this guy, Alex Plappinger, who mm-hmm. he has his own company that produces, like, films and stuff. And he was on the board of directors mm-hmm. at, I guess it's The Lyric. Mm-hmm. He's on the board of directors of The Lyric. Right. And, um,. So he was like super, it was like one of those conversations in the pandemic in like March of the pandemic, like the second March. March 2021. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's like. <laughs> the second March. I, I let history th- recount the pandemic like in the second March of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the second March of the pandemic, we did a Zoom call uh-huh. and he was like, he, w- he, he was asking me about what I am do and I'm interested in and it was like the first time I like truly felt like seen by someone Aww. of like he was like he was like I love all those people like and like the our taste was like very aligned and he's just like truly such a good person with like right. a great heart who cares a lot about like providing space for and providing space for comedians talented people who are doing weird stuff and wants people to try weird things right and sees the value in that which you don't there's not a lot of people who just see like intrinsic value in weirdo comedy yeah yeah yeah. so it just like that was like a moment where i was like oh hell yeah this person like like this isn't just someone who's like oh yeah we got this face like if you want to run blah 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 um so yeah we got connected and then the intention was to just like either try to find a new space or just do a bunch of traveling shows around town right um which you were kind of doing which i was doing and then um but then we found the space and then I stopped doing it. So right. that was a kind of a hard shift that happened. Right, right. Literally, yeah. when you put a show that was in like a dirt filled backyard of an animation studio. Yes. Yes. 
a gorgeous, stunning, dirt-filled backyard. It was. Yeah. I mean, you dressed it up very nicely. Thank you. It took yeah. so much work. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. I bet it was not anything it, before that. Yeah, it was a lot of work to get that space. But that was a fun show. It was a very, very fun very show. Very fun show. Is mouth is mouth noise ever going to happen again? I think so. Mm. Um, it's just tough. That was, like, a show that, like, we put together. Like, I, I just hit up Jesse Mourner Ritt, like, yeah. to – to put something together she asked like holmes holmes mm -hmm. and carly came to host with her right. and then they put together like a really awesome thing and then yeah it was just like a really fun show absolutely i would love it to happen again but yeah, yeah we just kind of have to find find a space for it uh -huh. i'm in charge of the calendar and i can't find space for it <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah how about that i mean so are you getting you know interestingly not a lot of theaters have like uh, s such a prominently featured like, hey, do you have a show idea? Submit here. Oh, sorry. Say that again. Uh, not a lot of theaters in yeah. L.A. or New York for that yeah. matter have this like open submission policy that's so prominently featured oh, on yeah. the website. Right. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be so prominently featured because I owe a mm, hundred emails to a hundred different people. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I bet that's getting hit up quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm very behind on emails with that. But, you know, that's the nature of it, and I am sorry to everyone who is waiting for an email from me. <laughs> Absolutely. I also apologize to everyone that is waiting for an email on me. I also run a thing that should be run by several other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, all right, uh, you meet Alex, you're, uh, how was the building itself, the Elysian, formerly known as Knightsbridge and other things, like, mm -hmm. it was up for sale this summer? Yeah, it's been up for sale since March of okay. 2020. Right. Um, and then it eventually, I, I just kept my eye on it, because right. I live near-ish, um, mm -hmm. and... I just kept my eye on it being like, oh, is, I wonder, you know, I called a couple of times. I was like, would instead of selling, would you guys, you know, rent it out? And, you know, they were like, with the proper offer, perhaps. But then eventually it sold. And, right. you know, the moment it sold, I contacted the new landlord before he even owned the building. Interesting. <laughs> it was just like in escrow. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was like it could have fallen through. Right. But we just like had a we got a. Um, uh, a thing put together because we were just like we want a space. This will be good. Oh, like, you let's just gave just him make a deck. Happen. You just gave him a deck or something. Yeah, I mean, literally, just called the landlord and he was uh. like, "Yay, what? I like that you called me." I mean, he was like kind of a funny guy. He's a little bit of a character. He's like, "I like that you called me." And I was asking him questions about <laughs> stuff. Stuff. And I was like, "Okay, I just have one more question." He was like, "No, you've got two more questions." And I was like, "Oh, okay. What's the other one?" And he was like. When you got your first show, you'll invite me and my wife. Yeah? <laughs> Free tickets. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yeah. That was the question. As if the landlord would never get free tickets. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's been... You know, he's been a, like a normal landlord, just right. gets the rent check and um, lets you do your thing and, you know, uh, fixes little issues here and there or doesn't, you know. <laughs> Wait, did he come to the anniversary show? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I was curious. It, it was the first show, so. Yeah, it was the first show. Uh -huh. I forgot to invite him specifically. 
Oh. <laughs> I was telling my boyfriend about that this morning. Did I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the lease, though. Right. So it'll be okay. We won't get kicked out, you guys. It wasn't in the lease. How about this? Have, like, have the this be the loophole. Put yourself on a show, which you haven't done yet. Yes, right. And then have that be your yeah. first show. And then yeah. and then that is, that's what you intend yeah. to. Yeah. I will also say I will never put myself on a show. Uh-huh. But I will. I'll probably produce something. Yeah, no, produce something. Yeah. Yes. So with, it's not unscrupulous. <laughs> like you're producing it and you just do it the tiniest yeah. bit. Oh, uh, hey, repentance! I see you're doing a, a, a show for the uh, the unhoused women of L.A. Can I get a spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be the uh, comedy chateau. Yeah, oh, is that what they do? I don't want to talk shit on somewhere else. It's okay. everybody who performs there does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't. Good, good on you. Good <laughs> on you for that. Um, so yeah, we talked. We already talked about like kind of what you've had to do to sort of bring the theater up to like you know. Up to speed. Up yeah. to speed. I was right. about to say code, but I'm, it, it's up to code. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yep. And uh, so you have you said you're actually having trouble finding like slots for uh, the shows that you're like looking to do. So what is exciting that's coming up besides like Jamel's show, a three night run of Laid with Natalie Palomides? That's mm. a, a, a benefit for the theater. Yes, that's a benefit for the theater. And I'm also just very excited about that because I I was out in L.A. when Natalie was doing like. Laid and Nate back to back. Oh, yeah. But yeah. my flight was the exact because I had met her. Right. But it was like 2018. It was April of 2018. I remember. Wow. Um, and I saw her on. It was like the final show. Mm-hmm. It was like the final super serious show at um, Harmon Quest or you- Harmon. Is that what it was? Whatever. It was like the final show that they ever had at that space. The fire marshal was there and everything. Oh, wait. You're oh, you're I don't think it's the super serious show. I think what was it? It might have been like Harmon Town that at. Um, no, it was like it was some legendary show and it was the final one. Sure. It, it, at Starburns. Yeah. Starburns Industries. Yes. Because they, they had not properly got licensed to do. Yeah. Like, live shows. But he, so whatever, I was there, I saw Natalie and Courtney do like some mermaid bed. I was like, that was the most fucking incredible thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I just like went up to Natalie. I was like, oh, you know, if you're ever in Philly, please come to Good Good. And she was like, oh, I'm doing Laid and Nate back to back. And it was like the exact time my flight was leaving. I was like, gosh, I changed my flight. And I look back now, I'm like, maybe I should have. Mm -hmm. But I'm very excited to see that show because I I never got to see it. I did see Nate, though, and that was amazing. Um, But, yeah, we've got amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carmen Christopher is doing a weekly stand-up showcase, which I'm really excited about. Called El Super. El Super Show. It's like after the the grocery store, just because he thought that was funny. Cool, cool, cool. Tomorrow with Ron Lynch is going to be here, which is great. Yeah, 16 years running. Very. I mean, I saw it at the Steve Allen Theater, and I was like, when I came here, I was like, this has the same energy. It'll be so fun to have that here. Absolutely. Um, Well, (laughs) we're doing some cool stuff (laughs) around Christmas. 
Christmas time. Uh-huh. Well, there's going to be some things being announced that are, will be cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, we've got Playhouse Masterpieces with Neil Campbell and oh, Paul yes. Rust. That'll be really fun. Previously only available at UCB. Yeah. Yeah. And like I met Neil Campbell just at a show and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, take my email. I was like, oh. Wow, that's so cool. Like someone I, I really admire everything he does and has done. Right, right. right. Um, What's this wedding that's happening this week? Oh, the wedding I'm really excited about. It's uh-huh. j- it's true. It's a real real wedding. It's a real wedding. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a comedy show wedding uh-huh. and um that that is a show that I was like Greer was like this one looks really fun to me and I was like yeah this will be really fun and at the first $5 comedy week we did a wedding as a secret show uh-huh. and I've seen it before I know Meg Stalter I think I saw Meg Stalter do a wedding show once at the hideout right. and it's just one of those shows that's like you know it's not an original like thing it's, right. but it's like a wedding has a format so you can fill it in with whatever you want right. and every time it's kind of like an improv format almost right so i'm just excited to see what they do and um one of my neighbors who i really like is on it too mm-hmm. um that's called our wedding i believe yeah our wedding yeah i'm excited weddings are just fun i saw like tim Platt was doing like a bunch of speeches in New York. I was there. You were there. Oh, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, it was I at that was a really at fun the concept. secret, somewhat secret venue in Gowanus in Brooklyn uh, called Life World. Life World. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah and it was literally. I mean, d- d- sorry to the people who missed out. It was like Larry Owens and Claro Kane and Joe Firestone and um, a bunch of great New York people like. D- like giving speeches at a fake wedding. Yeah. And um, everybody has their issue with the bride and groom. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and also Claire played the janitor. Jan- Claire was a janitor and still gave a speech. She's so funny. Yeah. Um, another show is uh, Deranged is going to happen on. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one on November 21st because uh-huh. it's being hosted by Jordan Lee Cohen and uh, Maggie Winters. Mm-hmm. And Maggie Winters is just someone who I've, like, seen on the internet over the last, like, year and a half. And I've been, like, fucking love everything she does. She's so funny. Right. So she, like, hit me up and was like, I have this show. I'll be in town. Do you want it? I was like, wow. That felt like so I didn't even have to do any. That's the crazy thing about, like, L.A. is, like, oh, people are just here. So it's, like, so everyone, like, you really like is just popping through. That That is part of the beauty of the city. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, there's just there's truly a zillion things I could name. I, I could name a million shows. So that's a very exciting schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, how now? How far do you have a do you, do you like planning stuff for January and stuff like that? Um, yeah, we're planning stuff for December and January and mm. beyond. Are you gonna do a New Year's thing? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. A I, lot of venues do. Yeah, I know. We never did it at Good Good, and mm. I know it would have been, like, a really great thing to do. The only struggle with it is, like, it's such a big endeavor mm-hmm. to do a whole, like, New Year's type of thing. Yeah, I know. And part of me is, like, do I want to? <laughs> so I might I might not. I get it. Yeah. It's just you do have the space for it. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, Dynasty does one, and they, like, utilize every square inch of their space. Yeah. Like, there's somebody's reading tarot, and then they had, like, a, oh, cool. a room where they're just selling vintage typewriters. 
Yeah, we'll do the same thing. <laughs> the same exact That's thing. That's what we'll do. Except you're going to sell like um, skunk costumes. No, we'll sell vintage typewriters. <laughs> oh, wow. You're going to start like a turf Watch war? Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you have anything to say to Jamie Flam and Vanessa Raglan right now? I'm going to. I'm gonna be the vintage typewriter space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna sell? They're gonna sell Coronas, and now I can't even remember another vintage typewriter brand. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. Um. Anyways, uh, I mean, whatever. I I've already like probably listed most of what's on the calendar at the bureau. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you truly for being such a great like supporter of everything that's been happening here it's very kind well thank you for putting on good comedy Um, and like having this theater which is such a you know like you'd almost think it's a mirage in the desert but it's not it's real oh that's nice um for like you know the the fate of so many things were either uh are undetermined or like you know things closed Mm -hmm. and a lot of things have scattered to the wind i mean like top level top flight improv happens like at a dive bar now right that's what's being afforded in los angeles currently yeah and it's nice that this theater which is like actually now like one of the bigger spaces like physically Mm -hmm. is like available and 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 there's and you have such great taste and you have such a, a broad taste not like that covers so many different bases that it's exciting to see the potential and possibilities and the actual things that are happening um here the illusion that's so nice of course that's really nice to hear absolutely yeah i hope it's a i hope people find the things that they love here and i hope it inspires people to like expand what they're doing or just like be like you know what i people are like i don't know i don't know or just like yes i fucking love comedy i'm back i'm into it i'm having fun right because i just really like Comedy is like a liveliness like mm-hmm. and like it doesn't have to be like every single moment a joke and it doesn't even have to be jokes the way people like specifically define jokes. Right. There's just truly like a life in the room that you want to see and I, I mm-hmm. just want to have as much of that as possible. And also it's just like as a gift to myself being in the room every goddamn night. I want to, I want to have fun. (laughs) I feel like that's where we're kindred spirits, Kate. Cause people often ask me, aren't you sick of comedy yet, man? I'm like, no, as long as you're going to the right stuff, you can't get sick of it. Yeah. 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 You have to go to the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you just bring (laughs) the right stuff to your doorstep. That I try. And, it, and it, hey, it don't have a perfect track record, but sometimes you try stuff out and you're like, well, that was an absolute disaster and a mess. But right. learn my lesson. Right. I mean, <laughs> everybody who ends up creating something great has like been failed along. Oh, yeah. Failed er- oh, almost every yeah. step of the way. You know that I used to teach a producing a comedy show class Mm -hmm. and I would always share this like YouTube video Mm -hmm. from Joe Firestone Mm -hmm. where she talks about one of her greatest live comedy show Mm -hmm. failures Uh where she like books like Liza Minnelli. She tries to book Liza Minnelli or something. I don't remember everything about (laughs) it, but it was like one of those things where it's like Joe Firestone is like one of the most incredible and talented like comedy show producers and performers like of this generation i personally believe Mm -hmm. and um she could put together a show like that Mm -hmm. but to get to that point she 
she just tried a bunch of shit. Right. And that is like, I love that mentality. I want, I want to see that as much as possible. I love it when people are like, um, well, I did this thing before, but I kind of want to try this whole new thing, this whole new thing. And we're going to create a whole new thing every single month. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Goopy is going to be like that with Anna Saragina and um, Kyle, Kyle Mizono, which yeah. I'm really excited about. Yeah. Because them as a duo have done so many weird things. Yeah. I actually reminded Anna that like, oh, you know, there's a bit where um, Kyle actually plays the role that you play most of the time. And she's like, oh, yeah, we do have those. That's so funny. Because they've done so much fun, weird stuff. Um, that, yeah, that is like I I remember I did a show once that combined – um, set list and improv. Oh yeah. Yeah, where I basically had um a stand up do improvised stand up like set list the improvised stand up show mm-hmm. uh at the top of the show and then an improv team would do their set based off of that. Oh. Uh-huh. And then I would have a stand up do stand up based off of that improv set. Oh wow. And then another improv team do that. Wow. And then um somebody would whoever it would be a variety act something would try to close the show improvising something based off of any of that. Yeah. It was a hot mess, but it was very fun to do. Yeah. But that was years ago. Yeah. I called it Wormhole. Oh, that's a good name for it. Because when you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like – it sounds like you're just going like, hey, here's a premise. Like, try to make it, like – Make it an improv, make it a, a stand-up, make it, like, you can, because the truth is, like, you can take a funny idea and turn it into, mm-hmm. like, a hundred different kinds of comedy things. Right, right. It, you give the same idea to different mm-hmm. people, like, yeah. you get a different joke. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it uh, almost nobody came <laughs> to, I did it, like, two or three times. It was very fun. Um, it was the first time I saw improvisers go off stage. Like, What's that mean? No, like they went into the audience to do bits. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, oh, how are we going to do our set based on what we just saw? Yeah. And yeah, they really broke a lot of rules, which I love. And that's like part of – and that led all the – you know, all the – like a failure like that or like <laughs> my sixth anniversary show, uh-huh. which I think might have been like 2017 or something. I was in a real like depressed mood at that, that whole year. Yeah, uh, yeah, a tough year. Yeah, and I – so few people came. There were more performers than the audience. Mm-hmm. And then the performers felt so bad that they bought merch that I had. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at Meltdown, RIP. Oh, that place was great. It was it was real, real great. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, again, all of that led to, like, having a <laughs> like one of the best shows I've put on here. Yeah. Um, that's it, great. Yeah. And so that's just uh, – to anybody – Listening, I probably told everybody this metaphor before or this comparison. Like in the Baseball Hall of Fame, a general batting average for a Hall of Famer is like around 300, Mm -hmm. which means they miss hitting the ball seven out of 10 times. Oh, wow. They only connect with it three out of 10 times. And so I've never even seen baseball before in my life. Really? Even. You almost sent me there for a second. <laughs> I was like, in Philly? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> now I'm wondering, did you, did you, like, was the Philadelphia Philly in any of your shows? No, never. Or, like, somebody making fun of them? Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. But uh-huh. we did have a show where sometimes we, ha- I think we did have some mascots at uh-huh. the show before. Uh-huh. There have been a lot of shows. Right, right, right. 
but I think like that just goes with comedy it's so much that like whether you're on stage or not um there's gonna just be a lot of spectacular failing before you Mm -hmm. like connect but what people remember is those three times that you hit the ball so true yeah it's so true absolutely um i'm so excited for everything that's coming to the elysian what you're doing kate like the space that you're providing for the scene the city the community um thank you i'm excited too yeah yeah i'm excited for uh, to see see everything that everyone's gonna be doing (laughs) yeah it's cool yeah especially if it's yeah like i remember i you know was very in league and i loved watching a a lot of what the people that you currently work with uh do back at their old space they allowed me one time to do a solo show they just like all right do you want to do a solo show i'm like sure like and then i tried to like i don't just want to tell a story for Mm -hmm. an hour Mm -hmm. i dated the audience on stage (laughs) That's great. That's I, fun. Yeah. I, I brought the whole audience on stage with me and then using a screen and a bunch of YouTube clips, uh, like we went on a date. Super cool. Yeah. It was so, so fun. It was also one of the most insane things I've ever done. It sounds insane. Yeah. Trying to date 20 people at the same time. Hey, sometimes you got to do the most sa- insane thing you possibly can think of. Right. That's great. Yeah. And uh, I uh, talk about untraditional jokes. There was one part of the show where we I just had like a video of either the sunset or the moon mm-hmm. looped for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and we just held hands and looked at it. Oh my god. That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was truly truly wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I'm excited to, you know, again, like for whatever is going to come in this year cuz I feel like you're going to foster like you were saying a, a place where weird can live and thrive. Yeah. Um thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks Absolutely. for asking cool questions. Of course. Um I didn't even have to prepare them because uh, there was so much I legitimately wanted to ask you. Oh yeah. I'm a mystery. <laughs> you are a mystery. I hope it didn't. This episode does not ruin the mystery <laughs> of Kate Bamford. No, no. There's so much more mystery to me that you'll never find out. <laughs> well, it is spelled B-A-N for those who are like Bamford. Like, yeah, I'm not related. No. But Maria Bamford is oh, one of my favorite performers. She's wonderful, and she's performed a good, good a handful of times. Huge supporter. Really I, appreciate everything. I she did would for that be. Space thoroughly shocked if all of 2022 went by and she didn't drop in at some point yeah yeah she'll she'll come by yeah Yeah. i owe her an email to be like i'm out i'm out here i owe a lot of people i have to email a lot of people i i i didn't tell people i moved here (laughs) (laughs) people don't know yeah oh people don't know that you moved people still don't know yeah yeah i'm very slow about that (laughs) anyway no big deal this yeah. is the end. I don't need to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you would like to promote? How can people find you or the Elysian online? Oh, good question. Uh, it's www.elysiantheater, spelled with an E-R, dot mm-hmm. com. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the social handles are at Elysian Theater on Instagram and Twitter. We are not on Facebook. We made that call. Mm-hmm. Um, and me personally, I'm just at KBANF, K-B-A-N-F on Twitter and Kate Banford on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I 
post kind of just promotional stuff on those little guys and an occasional joke. <laughs> and volunteer opportunities. Oh, amazing. Good question. Yeah, if anybody wants to volunteer and help out at the space, um, we're always looking for help in like with ticketing and, and stuff like that. And um, if if you really enjoy it and like it and and fit well, um, sometimes that turns into like a hired position. Uh, and also like if you're really, if you're a person who's really into, um, booking and producing shows or is like, my dream would be to run a theater. Well, come on, baby, hit me up. Like, cause, um, that's what this place is. So, uh, I can show you how we do that. Yeah. Um, and it would be helpful to have someone who's really interested in that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, and, and there are, there are indeed plenty of people. Yeah, that's what's interesting about L.A. There's a lot of people who are like, I want to produce. They like love comedy. But they're like, perform? No, absolutely not. It's I don't cool. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah. Yep. That's that. Fun. <laughs> and here, here, let's see if I stumble at all in trying to run through this. All right. Um. I'm Jake Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me on Instagram at not the supermarket, on Twitter at MFJ Kroger. There are a lot of great causes to support at this time, and I please ask if you support those. But if you have money or generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau on Venmo or Patreon, patreon.com slash the Comedy Bureau, because I've been running it for now 11 years, and I could really use your support. Um, do you have anything to say as we sign off here, Kate? Happy birthday <laughs> to anybody out there. Yeah, happy birthday on either November 2nd or November 3rd when Honestly, this goes up. whenever you're listening. Yeah. Maybe it's 10 years from today. Maybe it is. <laughs> and the Elysian will uh, still be around. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, as I like to say at the end of every episode, live comedy is happening as we are actually physically in the theater second actually in-person episode of the comedy bureau field report and definitely you should go see it and support it uh and as the great brody stevens would say enjoy it the comedy bureau field report is recorded produced and edited by jake kroger music by brian granillo artwork by andrew delman and kt and part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.